Welcome to the Ask Alika podcast, where we answer all your questions about business, marketing, and technology. Okay, welcome to the Ask Alika podcast, episode 26. I have with me good friends and good business partners, Jamie and Nathan. Welcome aboard, boys. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Excited to be here. So, Jamie and Nathan started Carbon Group, a full-service accounting firm, and they grew that from 13 to 75 people in three and a half years, so... Massive underachievers, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so, boys, welcome aboard and uh, got a bunch of cool questions for you. We Look, we have a lot of entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs listening to this program and so they would love to learn from you guys. Um, when did you start? Like, how did it start? Out of uni, out of school, were you already working for other people? Yeah, so we both got uh, relatively similar stories. So we both uh, stepped out on our own prior to Carbon. So I had an accounting practice and Jamie had a bookkeeping practice. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was a big step. I jumped into a partner role at 23. I was, I was definitely pretty green. It was, it was an enjoyable ride. Taught me a hell of a lot about business. Yeah. Um, and basically, yeah, got my, learnt my ropes from there and, wow. and then met with Jamie and that's, Basically, when we decided to come together. Yeah. And what attracted you guys to each other? Was there chemistry there? Was like, you know. Uh, it was Nathan's good looks, to be honest. It was, it was the start of it. What good looks? No. <laughs> I haven't lost them. They're still there. <laughs> so, yeah. It was, so, it was the looks at the, at the start. And um, so, you just started together straight off the bat or? No, no. So, we met at a networking group uh, that that we'd meet at weekly. Yeah. Um, and we sort of just found that we had the same ethos or same service standard that we'd deal with clients. Like yeah. I'd give something to Nathan and it would just be done or he'd give it to me and yeah. it'd be the other way around. I was referring to a lot of other accountants at the time and then slowly just dropped off and just exclusively referred to him. And he sort of found the same way. Well, at least that's what I think happened. Yeah. And then um, we thought, let's just make it official and uh, roll the businesses together. Awesome. And did you guys always have that entrepreneurial bone or was it something that you kind of thought about later in life? No, it was quite interesting. So we got together one day just for a, for a few beers and we started chatting about what we want and what we want to achieve and we're basically replicating both of our stories. Yeah. Um, and then we said, well, there's no point each of us trying to build what the other already has. Yeah. If we roll together, we're already, you know, one plus one makes three. We're already one step ahead of the yeah. curve and we can attack the rest gotcha. pretty easily together. So the real reason for your success is alcohol. It all started from... <laughs> everything starts over a beer, doesn't everything, it? Everything starts over a beer. Oh, that's awesome. It definitely helped with uh, forming our ideas at the beginning. <laughs> Probably less of it now, but uh, there was, there was, it was involved in some of the early discussions, which, um, yeah. yeah, I'm glad we didn't write down all the ideas. We had. <laughs> it's good we got a branding Probably. agency involved to, uh, to come up with our name in the end instead <laughs> yeah. of our name. Instead of you guys. <laughs> so, okay. So, when you first started, like, how did you, I mean, because you guys grew so fast, like, how did you, well, firstly, how did you generate? customers or did you already have like a solid basis that you worked from? I guess we started off creating our client bases from scratch, both yep. individually before we came together. So, the, the networking groups were a part of a BNI um, chapter before that and I guess what that was oh, really okay. good at was teaching you how to be specific in what you want. So, your ability to refer was a lot easier and we both really understood that model quite well and so, our ability to cross-refer to each other was very natural. Yeah. Okay. So I guess by the time we came together, we'd really perfected that art. Yeah. Um, so our ability to move clients between the two services yeah. really enabled our existing client bases to to extract quite yeah. well. Yeah. And, and that really helped as we grew the the other services as we expanded beyond accounting and bookkeeping into finance and financial planning and insurance. So yeah. by doing by knowing that in in the background, it just sort of 
as Nathan said, just became natural and part of your um day-to-day sort of as you're dealing yeah. with clients or referral partners as opposed to it being a, here's a checklist, have I referred you to somebody, tick, <laughs> yeah. that sort of stuff. It's just yeah. sort of – and if you honestly believe in what you're doing, if you think it's in the client's best interest, it comes across naturally. Right, okay. And and so did you guys go um, – so did you guys acquire a bunch of businesses over the years or was it was it a combination of that plus you know new you know your own kind of BD I guess our first 12 months was more about coming together and perfecting what we already had yeah. so building the systems building the cross referrals and yeah. perfecting I guess some of the the teething issues that that you'd get with coming together mm. um, and then basically year 2 was a bit of an acquisition year so okay. I think we did 5 acquisitions wow. in the second year so we did three basically on the one day which <laughs> in one day could yeah. be could be flagged as a as a stupid idea in hindsight <laughs> yeah if the, if the bank tells you it's easier to settle on three businesses in one day they mean it's easier for them <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we went from one location to four overnight wow. with staff that we'd never met wow. um, one was a complete walk in walk out she left the keys on the desk um <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely a learning lesson, um, something we haven't repeated. Yeah. Well, okay, so on that, what what was – because we all love to hear these stories. Like, what, what's your biggest failure today or biggest failures? I'd say that's definitely up there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the luxury we had was that all three of the acquisitions were slightly different. One was a walk-in, walk-out. Yeah. One was staying on indefinitely and one was sort of more – a nine to twelve month sort of phase out, so we at least had some. Well, they're some also different, but mm. they were all very different businesses. Wow. So it wasn't just oh, we're going to execute this one strategy over three different businesses. It was like well, there's three separate strategies wow. of each one, and we just really didn't have the team support that we and do now. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have the team, but um, just to th- throw it out there, it wasn't the best time in our personal lives. We'd uh, <laughs> we'd both just had uh, children within um, two weeks of uh, settling on the businesses, wow. um, two days apart. Uh, my first and Nathan's second. So, wow. Yeah, if if you had to have a learning lesson, it would be don't do that. <laughs> don't, again. that. don't settle on three businesses in one day while having two kids. weeks after having babies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow. And um, is one easier than the other? Like, you know, is taking you mean, over having a babies or, or? <laughs> no? That, that's always the hardest part. But is is like having taken over a business where the owner has pretty much left the keys for you to run it however you want easier, or is it easier for to take over a business where the owner is there for like 12 months or what do you reckon? I'd, I'd say at the outset, the owner's mentality in the previous 12 to 18 months is probably the most significant factor. Right. So, if they've emotionally exited a year or two ago, the clients feel that. Ooh, they yeah. weren't getting the service that they really wanted. So, they've emotionally disconnected from the business as well. So, oh. when there's a trigger event like an acquisition or a change, it's very easy for them to walk away because they're already disconnected. Whereas if that partner was emotionally connected the whole way through and then decided to leave, yeah. the clients haven't emotionally disconnected, so they're more willing to give you a go and experience you know, what Carbon has to offer wow. after the event. So we found that quite yeah, significant. That, that was definitely um, something we didn't anticipate. So <clears throat> with the early... The early three that Nathan was touching on, we, mm. we sort of learnt a lot and we're like, you know, we're experts, we can do this now and we've uh, done it a few times since. And then one of them, we uh, kept the partner on for, for six to nine months or maybe even 12 months and mm. he was doing FIFO out of Melbourne. So we went to all the new clients and said, you know, don't worry, he's still with us, he's all part of the team, <laughs> nothing's going to change. 
doing a completely different message than what we've done in the past. And they said, well, if he's with you, I'm out. So it was like we, we couldn't win whichever way we did it. And they were like, no, no, he's not really with us. He's only staying for a little while. And then, yeah, just yeah, there's, it, there's no coming back from that. No, it didn't, wow. didn't work. Wow, these, these are gems, to be honest. This is really specific. So this is good. Um, okay, what about your busy, biz, biggest successes? The the simple one definitely has got to be, um, you know, us making the decision to come together as one, like I touched on before. Yeah. One on one for us definitely made three, if not more. Um, the luxury we have is that we don't work together day to day. We both run our own separate divisions. Yeah. But in terms of the drive and the growth, we're always on the same page. There's high five moments yeah. that you don't necessarily get with staff. Yeah. Um, you know, if you win a big client, at the back of their mind, they're like, cool, we've got all this extra work to do, whereas yeah. a business partner is really on board with, yeah, that's awesome, let's do this, let's do that, let's yeah. keep cracking. Yeah. And that's just really empowers you to keep growing and yeah, pushing. That's good. And most of your listeners are probably in the same boat. They they go home from work, they tell their partner all about their day. Their partner doesn't care. Like, your partner's sick of <laughs> 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning, you know, you've been up for six hours and you're telling oh, yeah. her about, these are all the things I'm going to do on Monday, it's it. so exciting, blah, 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 and they're like, no, take the dog for a walk. <laughs> Whereas, Clean the you know, dishes. yeah, exactly. In your head, you're like, I'm going to take over the world. Whereas you, you go back and you've got somebody that uh, you can bounce ideas off and, and share those high five moments with. Yeah. It's so much more rewarding and more exciting. Yeah, it's true. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll you guys are probably the same. Like, I'll go home and I'll be like, oh, I want to do this next year. I've got this vision for, you know, this podcast. And she's like, pretending to be interested and she yeah. can withstand it for like two minutes and after that she, her eyes just glaze over I'm like alright I'll go talk to Bernie yep. <laughs> hey, Bernie, exactly, uh, exactly right and he's like oh wicked man <laughs> that's so true Um, so okay on that it's not just us <laughs> <laughs> no it's not not at all okay so on that um, like most marriage like partnerships like marriages eh? like, they're yeah, so similar sure. How do you guys, like three and a half years going strong and going strong, like I look at how you guys, um, you know, work together and um, how do you maintain that? Like, do you re- do you make sure you meet up regularly? Do you, is there like a full transparency culture between you? Like, how do you do, do it? It's probably just open dialogue is probably the easiest thing. <clears throat> if something's bothering us, we just bring it up. We don't we don't yep. have as many formal meetings as you would think in a, in a um, company our size. Yep. We just sort of, you know, Nate, this yeah. is bothering me. You know, can we talk about it or, or something like that is sort of the easiest way to and do it. And pretty quickly, obviously. A- absolutely. Straight away, yeah. Yeah. Our decisions are really decisive. We, um, we don't sort of muck around. It's like either, oh, I need a day to think about that or no, no, that's a good idea. Let's just do it. Let's just do mm-hmm. it. As yeah. opposed to, uh, you know, let's, let's yeah. do this over three months or something like that. And probably yeah. the important bit as well that a lot of people don't realize is it's never really the big stuff that collapses yeah. partnerships. Yeah. It's a build-up of a little, all the little niggly shit that yeah, people just true. don't ever address. It's true. So that was one thing that we really nailed early on. Mm. It could just be the wording of something that was put out in the public eye that was like, oh, I don't really like that word. It implies this and it confuses people and we just fake it straight away. I'd rather that we put something in place that this is how it's worded from now on and this is what gets done and this. It's like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. That's now a rule. Yeah. And it just gets addressed on the spot. It's never a discussion. It's never intentional. We understand yeah. business is business. It's all done yeah. with this intentional. Yeah, Nathan's together. exactly right. Like most partners or, or partnerships, everyone has the right intentions, yeah. but everyone gets um, along the way. Yeah, just with the nitty gritty, little things e- come e- up. Exactly right. If you can just um, nail them as you go, and it, and I reckon it accumulates, like you said, it does, Nathan. And if you don't kind of sort it out and forgive each other quickly and move on, 
it just accumulates to a mountain and then boom, something happens. Now you spot it. I remember years ago, when we, I think it's the first year we started a leaker. Did Bernie take your lunch? Or? But, no, <laughs> close. Takes his- <laughs> no, we had a fight about because we, we had no money back then. We were just starting out. Oh, we, no, we literally we- had money. So we we were like we were pretty stingy back then, and so I remember him going, "You're so stingy when we go out, you know, like you don't offer to pay." And then I'm like, "No, no, you're stingy." <laughs> and we had a full on fight about it, but then we we sorted out quickly and had a and had a and a good laugh about it. Yeah. And now we we like fight to pay for each other, but that was one thing that was small. But I can just imagine if we didn't sort that out quickly, man, that would have just mounted, mounted. And mounted. perception's reality. Yeah. And exactly you don't right. you don't think of the other person's side. You just think of they've done own. that on yep. purpose yep. directly yep. at me personally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it just compounds. It's Whereas so you bring true. it up and they go, no, I did that because of this. And you're like, oh, of course you did. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm actually yeah. the jerk. Yeah. 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 I'm actually, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and saying sorry is a big one as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. So what, what do you guys, so on that, what do you guys think are the big, biggest keys to success in business? Like for me, I always say to people like, you got to learn to sell. Like, if you don't sell, if you don't have pitch anything, forget about it. It doesn't matter how great you are at accounting. You can't sell. Game over. What do you got? And it's different for everyone. Some people say leadership, some people negotiation skills. What do you guys think? There's probably there's probably two arms. Sales is definitely sales is in everything. Um, if you have no ability to sell, it doesn't yep. matter how good you are at your job. People don't understand accounting, so. If you can't explain to them in layman's terms why they need certain things or why they should do certain things, they're just not going to do it. Yeah. Even though you might be the greatest accountant in the world or have the best strategy, if you aren't able to sell it to the client as to why they should be doing it, yeah. they just switch off. Yeah. But I guess for us um, at the top level, it's probably our ability to, to make decisions quickly and execute on everything that we said that we were going to do to enable that quicker growth. Um, if you've got 10 things to do and you only do eight, there's two things that are left on the table that could have been really beneficial. Yeah, yeah and just instilling that that through the team, like setting clients' expectations. Don't tell them you're going to have something on Tuesday if you're not going to have it till Thursday. Yep. Just tell them you're going to have it on Friday and they get it Thursday, they're wrapped. It's really yep. really yep. simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Simple stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so, right, growing fast is always hard for any business. We, we've done it and we've gone through the pains of, you know, hiring the wrong staff and, you know, resource allocation. How, how did how have you guys managed to to grow without collapsing? Because that in itself is a feat, and you've done it. So, what are the what have you learned along the way in terms of scaling? Yeah, I think as you scale, it gets easier, mm-hmm. um, which is probably different to what other people have found. But as we got scale, we had the cash flow that we can right. we can have a better team, so we can have a team that do stuff that we're not necessarily good at, like. We're not good at marketing. We're not good at HR. We're not good at IT. Whereas in the early days, we did absolutely everything. Mm. Um, so now we've got these people who, that are specialists in those roles that have got better skill sets than us in doing that. So that helps you along the way. Yeah. And a lot of them are a lot more excited about doing that, whereas for us it was a chore. So they're coming up with new ideas. They're out there playing ping pong or Jenga in the office debating how we can do something new in the social club. That sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So scale, scaling actually gives you you more resourcing to actually do things better. Yep. Yeah, spot on. It's that it's that first you know depending on the, the the speed that you grow, but that first twelve to eighteen months, yeah. where I guess having a strong partnership is really crucial because the reality is that you typically take on more than you can chew. Yeah, and the buck stops with you. So the team 
obviously comes down to be really important. But yeah. if there's stuff that's not getting done, you need to jump back in. You've got to be able to do those long hours. Yeah. Um, you've got to have your family to support the fact that you have to do those long hours. <laughs> yeah. And if that doesn't roll out the way it should, then you just cap your growth and you don't get to that scale soon enough. And that's yeah. when you sort of hit your burnout. Yeah. And and I'll, I should I wanted to ask this before, but um, how do you are you guys quite different in your strengths and weaknesses, like, or are you guys quite the same? Probably seventy to eighty percent the same. We yeah. probably think almost exactly the same in terms of strategic and long yeah. term, which has been our ability to make decisions really quick because we're both, I guess, accounting trained. Yeah. So our mindset thinks really similar. Yeah. But in terms of our natural key skills, there's probably a good yeah thirty odd percent. Of difference, Beauty, which complements yeah. really well. Yeah, yeah. Because if we were spot on the same, we'd probably be in yeah. a bit of strife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, which, which works well. Like you know, we'll say, "Oh, we need to talk to this uh, team member about this," and it's like, "Ah, oh, well, Nathan, you'd be better at talking to that. It's, it's more touchy feely, which uh, I'm not yeah. known to be good at." Yeah. Also, oh, so Nathan is is, is quite. Um, oh, he's a hugger. He's mate. got the good. I, I guess we call it diplomatic. The diplomatic. <laughs> he is definitely a hugger. Interesting. That's that's good. That's good. Okay, so what? What is the future for Carbon Group over the next one, three, five years? Uh, probably the next 12 months is, is, I guess, a bit more of the same where we've sort of consolidated back to two offices uh, in Perth and we're looking to expand that back to four, so what we call business centres. Um, that's really our 12-month plan. And then over the next three to five, we really want to try and replicate that in a bigger way Nice. Uh, in every capital city in Australia and, and nice. New Zealand. National rollout. Yeah, so to complement our two offices in Melbourne already. So Beauty. You're going to roll out, um, you know, global offices while you're having more babies? Is that what you're <laughs> <laughs> I just had my third, so I've fallen behind. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Um, okay, so what is there any project you're really excited about at the moment that you're working on? Yeah, glad you asked. We... Um, Late last year, we sort of soft launched a carbon partner empowerment model, yeah, okay. which is which is a little bit of a different spin, but it's it's allowing those sort of up and comers that that want to be a partner in a firm that want to run their own business, but don't want to run it all on their own. They want the support of something bigger behind them to really be able to do that, and um and that's there for us to provide the support and nurturing for that to happen. Yeah, yeah, beauty. Yeah, we found that obviously. I, a lot of guys in sort of the, I guess, the biggest size firms um, are absolute, you know, gun accountants or, or bookkeepers and they really want to strive for something more, but they're basically playing playing the waiting game a little bit for opportunities to present themselves or them to get yeah. offered the ability to buy into the partnership. Yeah. But that could be anywhere from 12 to 10 years. Yeah. yeah. And then they've got to build their own fee base and then buy it back off their employer. Yeah. Which just doesn't feel right for the type of entrepreneurial people that um, yeah. that we want working within carbon. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, oh, that's nice. Um, okay, this question, a little bit left field. Have a think about it if you need to. Do you guys do much self-development individually? Like, Do you, do you read? Uh, do you listen to podcasts? Do you observe? Do you have mentors? Probably a little bit of everything. Yeah. Well, for myself, I've never had a specific mentor, but dealing with lots of clients and being part of um, some part of EO, so I sit on the board for that. Oh, yep. You're always speaking to other entrepreneurs that are doing different things and yeah. you're, you're very much involved in what they're doing. So you're bouncing ideas back and forward. So you can't help but learn new ideas or new ways um, to do things. And I much prefer the conversational approach more than yeah. a reading approach. Yeah. I find that 
by you the time more. it's written on a book, yeah, printed, it's sent out in this day and age, it's almost a little bit behind. Yeah, yeah. Um, except obviously there's a lot of gems out there that sort of stand the test of time. Yeah, yeah. So you you learn from um, from your clients, your business partners, your colleagues, like you, in conversation. Conversation yeah. and being yeah, more I involved. I can see that. Um, more hands-on kind more of More hands-on, more sitting it? on that board kind of level. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, yeah, or board of the EO, yep. 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 What about you, Jamie? Um, yeah, so I'm part of the CEO Institute, so that gives me that sort Beauty. of external sort of stuff as well. Yeah. Um, I probably read a bit more than Nathan in, in terms of just stuff out there and yep. that sort of thing, especially things like LinkedIn or just scrolling through and yep. seeing de- different things. But as Nathan said, we're in a really blessed position. We deal with a good cross-section of clients. Yep. So we can see what they're doing well, what they're not doing well, what's yep. worked for them, not just their numbers, but how have they grown, how have they expanded, what, what things, yep. mistakes did they make. But we've also got multiple business partners. So there's stuff from them that I pick up all the time. How, how do they interact with their team? How do they treat their customers? And I might not do it exactly the same way, but I might have picked up something that I never used to do before and then mm. I'll start doing it because it had a, had a result. Okay, boys. So, this is a question that personally I'm very interested in and a lot of people are. How do you invest your money? Any tips? You should probably give a disclaimer first, no? <laughs> yeah, this is not investment <laughs> advice. You're not so well. Yeah. Right. Um, I guess we both sit at the, the top end of the high-risk profiles. Yeah. Um, so, I know for myself, yeah. I kind of separate a bit of my investing into a, a few different pods. Um probably scaling from super high risk down to just normal high risk. Um, so I love getting involved in startups like Seed Capital. Um, we've got a fair bit of exposure now in the crypto space. Mm. Um, it's just the new exciting stuff that you're in there to either lose everything or or make a great return. Yeah. Um, and then our long-term stuff is obviously sitting around property. So you make a good return, you throw it into something that you're sitting there for the long term. Beauty. Or you basically reinvest in either our business or, or other like-minded businesses yeah. that you can kind of make a difference to. Yeah. yeah. yeah so mine, mine's pretty much exactly the same. I'm also on the board of the um, Perth Angel Investors and I, and that's really fun in terms of, you know, you can throw some money in, it's, it's high risk and you might get 10 times return, you might make nothing, but it also gives you that opportunity to give the next person their opportunity to, to yeah. grow and expand their business, which they might not have uh, elsewise yeah, got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is there like a, a nice split that you guys have individually? Like do you go... You know, fifty percent safe, forty percent this, ten percent risky, or is it? I'd love of- to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a science to it. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, um, definitely making sure that you're aware that you can't throw everything in the in the super high risk basket. Yep. At some point in time, you got to take your returns out and put it into a yeah, a safe. safer platform of, yeah. of sorts. For us, that that's property. A lot of people don't like property. It could be the share market. It could purely be term deposits, depending on how low their their yeah. risk tolerance is. Yeah. But if you've got that perceived safety net, then yeah. you can afford to have your high-risk punts, gotcha. knowing that if it doesn't come off, it doesn't really change your standard of living. What do you guys think about crypto at the moment? Do you think it's going to continue to go crazy? Is there a particular coin you you know? What, what I'd probably general? separate crypto into two baskets. <laughs> yep. There's the likes of Bitcoin, which I think is probably here to stay. It's It's a digital currency. It will be eventually able to be used... Globally, it makes sense that third world countries can park yeah. a whole chunk of their money to avoid any kind of hyperinflationary pressures with mm. currency exposure. That all makes perfect sense. Mm. I think the ICOs is probably going to be likely the uh, the next bubble, but there's probably a good three to six years in it before mm. the bubble really bursts. It's got ridiculous exposure globally, mm. which mm. I don't think was there with the dot-com yep. kind mm. of bubble. 
Yeah. People, it was harder. There was more of a barrier for people to get involved in that. Whereas these, yeah. it just doesn't seem like a barrier. Yeah. I'll probably differ slightly. I reckon, um, Bitcoin's just a first generation and, and the, um, the whole blockchain is going to take too long to calculate as we yeah. grow exponentially. So I think it's going to be the second or third generation one that's going to be the one that comes here to stay. Yeah. Um, people are going to make money and people are going to lose money on Bitcoin yeah. in, in between. But I really think it's, we're probably in the really immature part of the market and it's probably got, you know, three to five years before that sort of starts to settle down. Yeah. Beauty. So, boys, anything else you're passionate about that you want to share? Uh, we're, both, we're both very passionate about, I guess, creating wealth and whether that's through businesses or, or other types of investing. Um, and as such, we're really passionate about creating those opportunities for our team as well. Mm. Um, our whole business model is built around joint equity. So whether that's giving them opportunities to buy into bits and pieces of the firm or whether that's simply us collating little kind of syndicate opportunities yeah. for them to get a little bit exposed to different opportunities, uh, whatever it might be, we're really, really passionate about getting them involved and yeah. creating outside of, you know, wage wealth. Yeah, you guys are guys. quite innovative, yeah. Yeah, we basically like what we touched on in the high five moments that Nathan and I share, we want that through our whole team. We want everyone to be excited and whether that's uh, through their wage, through what they're making outside the business, if we can help them through that. Like uh, we've got a rule internally that anyone who's been there two years must own a house. So whatever we need to do to make that happen, we just make it happen for them. Yeah, yeah, beauty. Boys, that was great. Learned heaps, some gems in there. Hope for the best for your continued success and uh, yeah, thank you. No, thanks awesome. for having us. Uh.